You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. All right, Counting Lights Podcast, here we go. Bam. And uh, we were interviewing Kit Carson probably in the saddest week of wrestling. So yeah. we have to talk about uh, the passing of Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. John Huber. Yeah, you know a little bit more about this than I do. Uh, yeah, you don't watch the, the current product. This and, was a... Uh, and I, you know, I remember... Uh, I remember what, he, what he'd done in WWE. Mm-hmm, with, with the uh, Wyatt family. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, welcome to the Counting Lights podcast. Um, so... Here's a sad episode. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm a little shaken. We uh, we just recorded an, an hour and twenty minute episode, and it got corrupt. So. The file got corrupted. Yeah, we were. It was an all, all political episode anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was probably, no. probably, probably in the best. Yeah, you you guys were turning your phones off. We, we didn't get heated or anything. No, I mean, it was actually a very good discussion. But uh, uh, the universe sent us a message, and that message was "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> no one wants to hear this. So, uh, uh, kind of give, give everybody an overview of what happened. I mean, if you're in, a, if you enjoy the wrestling business uh, at all, you probably are familiar with this. So, John Huber was—I'm going all the way back—was playing uh, Luke Harper in uh, in WWE and decides He's spent a lot of time in the independents. Spent a lot of time in the independents, big independent guys, CCW, Ring of Honor. You know, work his way up as you do right um left wwe left good money to go over to aew because he wanted to have you know a little he, bit more freedom a little bit more freedom creatively see right. where he could take off you right. know brought him in leader of the dark order had kind of a vince mcmahon gimmick going where he would like get mad if someone sneezed it was very funny it was very uh, uh entertaining yeah i didn't watch any of it but i uh, heard that uh, he was really making a Kind of a splash in the yeah. TNT champion, uh, lost it to Cody Rhodes. And then when he lost it, he uh, went and took some time off. And it was during this time where he got uh, very sick. And from what I was reading, according to Jim Ross. Some sort of a, a lung yeah, he, 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 some, infection or something. something. Uh, Jim Ross said he needed like a double lung transplant, which I can't even imagine. Wow needing that and uh he couldn't i mean it was hard to find a suitable donor for someone who's like six five and nearly you know 200 uh, 300 pounds uh so aew and uh, his family knew that he was ill they kept it very very secret and uh, i guess right before they were going to put out some new year's shows with snoop dogg doing commentary and title matches right Brody passed away, and they had, I think, one of the best tribute shows in wrestling history. WWE did a graphic for Monday Night Raw and let a couple wrestlers wear some, like, armbands that said Brody on them, but that was it. Right. I th- I was hoping WWE would do more, like maybe a video package or a 10-bell salute, like right. this guy was on your roster right. no more than a year ago. Yeah, and uh, part but, of your biggest, one of your biggest factions you've ever made, the Wyatt family yeah. made a bunch of money fighting the Shield and everything. Um, but AEW uh, uh, had the Dark his his group, the Dark Order, wrestled. They were the faces. Uh, they got put over where they normally like job and stuff, but they were put over and they were showcased. He had a lot of young guys involved. In mm-hmm. that. 
in the AEW, right? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of young guys and girls involved in the Dark Order, and they really they really shined. Like I, I actually didn't know a lot of them could wrestle uh, the way they got. Pretty decent. They AEW is taking care of the Huber family, uh, signing the. So kind of can go over what uh, their uh, tribute to. Uh, so the, the John was the the whole tribute. It was uh, matches, and then uh, Eric Rowan, who was his tag team partner in WWE, showed up for a one time appearance. They made the oldest son, who's like eight years old, put him under AEW contract. He has the option to wrestle when he's eighteen for AEW, um, and gave him the TNT Championship and had to redo another TNT Championship. Oh. But his son is a lifetime TNT champion. And sold a Brody Lee shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com, which I think you can still get. Broke some records, didn't it? Yeah, broke Sting's uh, merchandise record. You know I was flipping out over Sting having new merch and shit right. and still being a draw. Brody Lee surpassed number one sales. All that money goes to the Huber family. Uh, so I think AEW did it perfectly. Did a good job. They didn't. They did bring in their storylines a little bit, but they didn't overshadow... What the night was about. It was a great tribute night, and uh, even wrestlers from WWE were tweeting about it that it was fantastic and right. wonderful. Right. Wish WWE would have done something, and I'm not here to well, to wag the yeah. finger at WWE. Not this episode. Yeah, let's, let's praise what AEW did, and, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of forget about uh, the the lack of uh, acknowledgement. Well, I think WWE's standpoint was, well, he does he's not wrestling for us anymore. We don't want to do anything too big to yeah, overshadow. They don't, to over, they don't want to put over the other company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but AEW, man, they were showing the, the video tribute and uh they were showing pictures of when he was from WWE and showing like him with the tag WWE tag belts right. and with Bray Wyatt. Right. They didn't give a shit. Because what's WWE you gonna do? Sue him? Right. You gonna sue him over that, Vince? Right. But he would. Vince who would, knows? though. Who knows? You don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, don't rule anything out when it comes to Vince McMahon. Right. Oh, they're showing pictures I had taken. Right. And did someone sneeze? Um, but yeah, it was a wonderful tribute. I would say as impactful, like uh, this wrestling passing was as impactful as Eddie Guerrero's uh, passing. Well, that's a pretty good. That's as far a as sadness and what I've seen. That. Yeah. Pretty good assessment. Uh, one, you know, the uh, the one I remember so much is uh, uh, Kit, Kit and I were in our big run in uh, 99, mm-hmm. summer of 99, when, uh, when Owen Hart passed away. God. And uh, I remember getting the call, I believe it was from Kit, of what, had happened on yeah. that show, and I can't remember what was a SummerSlam or something. Oh, oh, no, it was uh, Over the Edge, Okay, so, ironically. Yeah, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, getting that phone call that uh, what had happened to Owen, but, you know, it, it was, it changed the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. It changed the view of, you know, how people looked at what, they were doing in the wrestling business and I can also compare it. I guess I could really also, also compare it to the deaths of, uh, really during my era is the, the death of, of Carrie Monarch. Yeah. You know, that was, Cause, I mean, these deaths weren't drug related or, you know, right. the typical things that wrestlers die of. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, know 
Carrie was related somehow to you know his soon to be conviction soon to be see yes drug charges but um you know and and of course it was a suicide but uh which could be cte now knowing everything we know now you know you reflect you reflect on that so much in the business now Mm -hmm. you know we see that and we didn't even think about it back then Mm -hmm. and you know but uh, but when but Owen's passing, it really sent a wave across the wrestling business, and it was uh, it was it was a uh, it was a cloud that that kind of sat over the wrestling business for a, for a long time. And only that. just just recently had, was that cloud like pushed away, and we were able to see right, what who was at yeah, fault right, right. and what happened. But yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I remember that happened. Yeah, I remember watching Over the Edge. Being confused. Um, because they the, didn't know how the, to handle it. Yeah, at the editing. Right. Because if you're watching that pay-per-view, you don't see Owen Hart die. You see a promo, and then they just cut to the audience, a very quiet audience, for it had to have been... It was a very good uh, production, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know... Um, it was cut to the audience for a minute, and then they, they ran a vignette. I think of the next match, but you were supposed to be like, well, wait, it was supposed to be Owen versus, I think it was Godfather. I think it was, too. I think it was a Godfather. And Jim Ross. First of all, Jerry the King Lawler looked. Like, I remember as a little kid. Why is a ghost? I I remember, why does Jerry the King Lawler look terrified? I couldn't. I can't imagine being there and actually seeing it happen and being involved with it and then having to go right back on the air. Mm -hmm. Five seconds before he goes on the air. To finish, you know, what what was going to hopefully be a really big show. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I just can't imagine dealing with it. I remember getting the phone call and, uh, and, you know, you kind of start to lean towards. When she, when she, this shit happens over and over and over again, yeah, like it did in the '90s um, with wrestlers passing. And we're really in the 2000s too. I mean, wrestlers just passing away left and right. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know sometimes it still happens today, but um, you know I think they have a little bit more of a control of of it with the uh, you know wellness program there mm-hmm. or what they try and put off as a wellness program. But uh, to the shock, you know, I mean, the phone call, I think it was Kit that called me and told me what happened. And I mean, my first thought was, well, there's a spot open. Because <laughs> you're the working wrestler. Right. Yeah. yeah. I go, well, there's a spot open. Uh, so, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's horrible to say now. But Kit's probably scheming what old lady has to win the yeah, belt yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> Kit was constantly, constantly trying to figure out, you know, this is what we could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah. no, that's reasonable because you're both working rest. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, a comedian dies. You're like, well, you know, there's, there's a, always that joke underneath all the, all the. I mean, but that's what we do as comedians anyway. We make jokes to yeah, get over about horrible things. Yeah, we don't tell our neighbors right. or anything like that. I doubt we should say it on a podcast, but fuck it. But we, you know, when when my mom passed away, uh, my whole family, we made we made our jokes. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's part of the grieving process. You deal with it the way you can possibly deal with it. What sucks about wrestler deaths, especially with with this one and Owens and Eddie's, is what could have been. Brody Lee just got in there, probably. Yeah. um, So in In his prime, and in in the in 
and uh, what, what went on with, with Brody Lee, I mean, he he had, as far as we know, he had no control over this. It no. It was something that he, he had done. He, he did AEW-restricted podcast, and then the day after, uh, they had to take him to the some hospital. Sort of a, some sort some of lung Some sort thing. of a lung infection or something. Not COVID-related, you know. Hmm. Could have been a pulmonary embolism in both lungs. Which yeah, is, I mean, I don't know. We're not fucking doctors. We're but. not doctors, but there's only like a handful of lung diseases right. or, lung, or just lung conditions well, so that you maybe can Maybe eventually uh, a little bit more will come out. I know it's, it came out, uh, um, you know, uh, since this has happened, uh, a little bit more information about, you know, how he passed away. And, and they seemed very prepared uh, with the uh, tribute to him. Mm-hmm. so Because so, he had been on a transplant list since the end of October. I think it was Halloween he got put on the transplant list. Okay. Uh, the fact that they were able to keep it a secret. I mean... That's pretty amazing. Tell a friend, tell a gram. Tell a wrestler. But that's how much respect that they had for him and his family. That even... Well, that's, 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 pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm sorry that this has happened. Mm. And that we have one more of the boys that... You know, and he's in his prime. You, who knows where that dark order thing could have gone? Uh, he had just uh, dropped the TNT belt, so maybe when he came back, it would have been a world title. Angle. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, so. yeah. and, and when Owen died, I mean, Owen died year like if Owen would have lived like two, three years later, Kurt Angle's in that place, right? Jericho's in yeah. there, yeah. You would have had Owen versus all these guys, and that's another thing with Brody Lee. Testy. I've been in the ring with him. I mm-hmm. wrestled him. The best worker yeah. I've ever wrestled. I mean, literally, he... Every, I mean, Eddie all, Guerrero would have been on this, that roster. All of his stuff looked tight, mm-hmm. and but he he was... It was like wrestling. He was so easy, and the one, wrestling a pillow, man. The one mistake... Was the of course the pile driver on Steve Austin's head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and but that was that and that was yeah. That was a mm, that was a, that was a that, that was, was a just bad one. timing yeah. on both and bad uh, uh, just. And I think probably it was communication and too. Communication and, and uh, but also with God, the I move. Wouldn't, I wouldn't. You know, it's that's funny because I wouldn't ever think that. I mean, Owen was a real ring general, mm-hmm. and of course he probably wasn't. He wasn't. This, at his top point, but I think that he was on the way. He, I mean, he grew up in the wrestling business, mm-hmm. and that was an unusual situation. Mistakes happen, yeah. And did. also they at did. the at the time, I mean, you look at that pile driver. That's just a modified tombstone. Yeah, well, that's and there's what, he didn't land on his knees. He yeah, landed on his ass. And yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah. That's what got him. So. I mean, I mean, you can't and really, you couldn't do the tombstone sh- pile driver and back it really, then. It really shortened uh, shortened Steve's career quite mm-hmm. a bit. Oh, yeah, he was just, that was at the point where, like, after that, they just did him and Vince segments to keep the crowd, you know, gunning for Stone Cold. They did that for, like, six to seven months. He was so fucking popular and over. God, he was so over. It was just ridiculous. I mean, literally. I remember sitting in in catering and having the conversation, you know, having a cup of coffee with him and and discussing how his year was going. Mm -hmm. You know, his year was going. He was making more money off T-shirts. Really? Yeah, those Austin, Austin yeah, those 316. Quarter, those quarterly, I still have one. Yeah. Those quarterly fucking T-shirt sales. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's always tough when one of the boys is gone. Yeah. And uh, you know, listen, it's tough when uh, anybody passes away. Yeah. 
uh, when you have a relationship with them. But when you're on the road with them all the fucking time, mm-hmm. and because it's such a tough lifestyle, I mean, when when I was when I was in the business, really doing a good, we were doing our good run. I mean, we, you know, we were on the road all the fucking time. Yeah. You know, and I can't imagine. And that's draining as fuck. I can't fuck. imagine, um, can't imagine traveling around the ro- the roads like with Kit and then something happened to him and then you don't have it anymore. I yeah. don't know if I would have survived it. I would probably just go to the wrestling business. I mean, that's, you know. Being on the road by yourself? Yeah, no, but, you know, like, with Kit and I, like, he, like, like I was more of the wrestling psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, what should we do to get this crowd to set up for the next program? And Kit was more of the business side of the uh, of the wrestling. I mean, he was constantly on the phone with promoters and. Is that normal for tag teams? I don't fucking know. Really? I really don't. I can't compare it. Well, no, to that's a that's anything. A, I mean, but that's a good system. One yeah, guy does this. Yeah, one guy does like, this. Uh, the you know, I mean, I was more of the how do we make it a better performance, mm-hmm. and Kit was so involved in the business side of what, getting you booked and, and getting us booked. Yeah. Like literally, like he would call and go, "Hey, man, we're booked here, here, and here, and here's our dates." And, and then you would be like, "Well, here's what we're going to do for this match." Yeah, so okay. here's an idea, you okay. know. And, and yeah, I think that's a. I I would think that that's yeah, what was, most tag teams do. He had a, maybe he had an office set up in his garage with his, his weights on one side and an office set up on the other, and he was in the garage constantly smoking cigarettes and making phone calls. Mm. <laughs> so that's interesting. Well, so what's the manager for? Well, see, and I guess the manager is. No, that's the to... other, that's the other thing. Cause Kit and I really never relied on a manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, our managers, uh, the few managers that we were involved with per se were only uh, on the entertainment side gotcha so it was um but you know there were guys like i know guys like you know once again gary hart mm-hmm. and uh, guys the like gary hart gary hart podcast and uh and paul <laughs> Heyman. paul Heyman. and there was a lot of guys that were in the business back then that were literally ran their wrestlers as if they were their manager yeah like they would book uh, they would book book plane flights, and they would uh, make uh, rent a car reservations, and they would do everything well, that, for that. Wrestler. That would make sense because, like, if I'm a manager, that's what people don't understand. Yeah. That a lot of guys in a lot of guys in the in the seventies and eighties, and uh, that they literally ran those the guys who were managers ran those treated those wrestlers as if they were managing that wrestler well that wrestler's making them money as well right you know and getting they, them more and work they, if they don't have wrestlers they don't have anybody mm-hmm. so gary was constantly looking for the next thing yeah i mean he's the one who found uh the the wrestler the japanese wrestler who became kabuki and came up with the idea of kabuki, and you know, because you know, kabuki is a form of um, uh, pornography. Pl- uh, no, fuck you. No, no I'm sorry. A that's kabuki, a ka- right? There you go. There we go. There you go. By the way, that reminds me. I got to do something later. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, kabuki is a, th- a type of theater in Japan. Yeah, 
And so, you know, he would come up with the names for these guys and come up with their background and, 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 and kind of hone these performers and make them what they are. Yeah. You know, guys like, I mean, I know he was instrumental in, uh, the George, George Gray, uh, um, who was one man gang and coming up with his, I mean, he's the one that came up with the Mohawk and the tattoos on the head and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he would take a wrestler and, and literally spend his time figuring out how to make this wrestler a more uh, marketable individual. Yeah. So, I mean, um, uh, you know, the actual wrestling manager has kind of gone to the wayside. And the only one that is really reflecting that now is, is, is Paul Heyman. I think AEW is making uh, the manager come back. They got Arn Anderson right. as a manager or a coach. Right. I, I yeah. really like that. I like the coach uh, thing to it. I mean, Arn Anderson comes out there with like a list of moves and starts yelling them out in Cody. I like that. That kind of gotcha. gives kind of gives that sports. Yeah, if I paid attention to, to that, uh, the uh, the uh, product a little bit more now. I, I think you would like AEW. I mean, I see what. Um, you know, what they're trying to go for to kind of bring that back. Well, I they mean, just brought back the Bullet Club. Oh, really? So that was like the last episode. Gotcha. Gallows and Anderson showed up. They're in under contract with Impact. So who is the Bullet Club? Bullet Club back in Japan was uh, the one that made it take off. There have been several it, uh, uh, versions of the Bullet Club. Everyone from AJ Styles to Finn Balor leading it. Well, the one with Kenny Omega led was Gallows, Anderson, and the Young Bucks with Tommy Tonga, and I believe somebody else. But uh, Gallows and Anderson wrestle for Impact. You know Omega's the champ, but he's doing the Impact AEW thing. So they brought in a reunion. So now it's this new version of the Bullet Club. They're not going to call it the Bullet Club, obviously. Uh, But they have this group now, and now it's different than it is NWO. It's still involving the Young Bucks? It's still involving the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are involved somehow. I had an an idea a few years ago. It's like the NWO with multiple companies now. Gotcha. I had an idea a few years ago. I told kids, like, listen, we spent six months getting back into shape. Mm -hmm. All right. Work our asses off. You know, do a little Mexican supplements. Okay. <laughs> we go challenge the young bucks. Yeah. And we call ourselves the old fucks. See, I would buy that. <laughs> young bucks. Hey, young bucks. Mm-hmm. Meet the old fucks. If the young bucks are listening, let's make this happen. Chris <laughs> no, is in no, pretty man, good I'm shape. No, no, man, I'm too old. No, no Chris is uh, in good shape. He's just scared. Yeah, round Kit, is a shape, y'all. Kit, Kit's in good shape. Round yeah, is. no, let's make this happen. <laughs> Team Extreme versus the... I would pay to see that. Oh. If it's just me in the audience, I will... Dude, we would skull fuck those guys that did that. Oh, you get super kick partied all over the place <laughs> is what would happen. Hope you like, that came from the best super kick in the business, bro. Hope you, hope you like super kicks in your face. <laughs> I hope you do. Like those little short fuckers can reach me. Oh, I wouldn't call them that. I wouldn't call them that, Listen, Chris. you little short fuckers. We are never going to be Hey, podca- come to Dallas and get you some, boys. We're never going to be podcast hosts for AEW anytime soon. Come on, double dog date man I've, I've didn't emailed, we contact I've their emailed those guys yeah we've contacted their media department yeah, shut up chris the fucking time of day <laughs> no they probably just haven't gotten back to you yet and now you're blowing it <laughs> all right book me and kit book me and kit that's what this email really is <laughs> <laughs> but no that i mean but it sucks that aew is going through this like 
They're really changing the game, having an NWO-type group and two different companies, plus they already work with the NWA, having the women's champion defend her title right. on AEW shows. And it sucks that Brody Lee can't be a part of that, man. It's just it's crazy to me. Um, but it's very reminiscent of Eddie Guerrero because it was yeah. just like yeah, a dude you'd been following through multiple companies. Yeah, listen, the only problem I had with Eddie Guerrero is Uh-oh. because I was so... No, I'm What's not, your I'm, problem? I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying, you know, the, uh, the mystique rev- revolving around his death. Mm. Um, my was there was there a mystique well, I mean, to Eddie's re- death? Listen, honestly, like okay, it was a heart attack, right? Yeah, caused by past. Yeah, so know. that's my my issue oh. is that you know, like, um, I saw so much of what went on and stories and things being around the business and hearing stories about how bad it was. Yeah, prior to him trying to get clean. And I mean, I don't know. He was completely clean at the time. I have no fucking. I think he was. I think. But uh, you know, it's hard for me because I know how difficult it is to break bad habits. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of guys will work their ass off to get clean and and straighten up, and then uh, shit, you know, you get back on the fucking road, and that shit starts dripping in again, Mm. and you know. So, I mean, listen, it's tough. It's yeah. tough to be involved and be so close to people that you're on the road with all the time and then something happens and, you know, the first thing you want to do, you know, I mean, the, the stages of grief, yeah. you know, that, you know, getting mad about it, you know, you're like, well, that motherfucker, if he would have just fucking, you know. Part of part of denial, yeah, part of bargaining. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, come on, you know, if he would have just fucking straightened his shit up, you know. But listen, that's my opinion. That's, that's me talking outside of being involved in it. And and God, I'll be honest with you, it'll it's probably a good thing that Kit and I weren't did not get that big break. Yeah. At the time during the Attitude Era that we were shooting for, because looking back, you can't, you couldn't trust yourself. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Like you know, listen, I like to, you know, I like to have a good time. I like to party, but like I never really got involved in illicit drugs, luckily, or or you know, but you know, when a doctor gives you something, you kind of mm-hmm. fucking take it, you know. And so who knows where it would have gone, you know, uh, fucking, you know. Especially in God, that era. Yeah, like, you know, I mean. Because the rules were out the window. And I heard stories about, you know, you going on the road with these guys that have been on the roads for so long. And they're like, hey, man, here, take this. Mm-hmm. What is it? Just shut up and fucking take it. That's what it's called. Yeah. Shut up and fucking yeah, take shut it. Shut up and fucking yeah, yeah, take yeah. it. You know, and, you know, eventually it's just got a hold on you. And now, you know, where one fucking halcyon fucking did the job now fucking 10 don't do it no more mm. you know <laughs> so so you would say that that owen hart's death was the most impactful yeah i you. mean listen it, it really made me reflect because i think he and i were real fucking close in age yeah and you know you you think about something like that and, and Andy was a family man. Yeah, and and, and you're was, a family and man. He's a fucking. He was a such a fucking nice guy. Yeah, and that's what people are saying about Brody Lee. Family man, super nice and guy. So no one had a negative thing to say about fucking him. Fucking really tough, man. Yeah, it's tough when that stuff happens. So, I mean, so let's let's make the podcast a little bit happier and let's right. let's talk about what WWE did recently. Okay. Um, I was watching their Legends Night. 
Uh, it opened with Hulk Hogan talking about his H phone. What is that? Uh, it's 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 an iPhone that just looks <laughs> that just has Hulk Hogan decorations all over it. Um, I get Does having he push it. Is it something that you can I, buy? I, dude, I have no idea why he was on there. So what? When 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 did this happen? This happened last Monday. Last Monday. Makes so. Me- Makes me so glad I don't watch that product. That's the thing. I, I tuned in because I was just like, okay, well, let's just see what they're what Because the Brody Lee thing had passed. So I was like, okay, well, how is wrestling moving on? So I watched AEW on Wednesday, but Monday was Monday Night Raw. It was Legends Night. I was like, oh, let's see if they bring back anybody surprised. Cool. So they brought back Hogan. Brought back Teddy Long, who's been oh, on the really? show. Oh, Teddy Long had an appearance. Oh, I love Teddy. Mark Henry had an appearance. Cool. It was awesome. Um, I do agree with the point that was brought up on Twitter. Like, we get it. It's Legends Night. But there's no people in the crowd. So, why not just showcase more wrestlers? And I, at first, I was just like, eh, yeah, but, they, you know, they need a ratings pool. Right. You know? So in the spot that could have had a young talent showcased, whatever, right. getting a title shot at Drew McIntyre, here comes Goldberg. Here comes Bill Goldberg. Oh. And now Bill Goldberg's got a shot at the WWE title. This was, this was Monday. Right? This was Monday. And this concludes part one of Counting Lights podcast. What did we think of Goldberg getting a WWE title shot? Tune in for part two on Friday, email us at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at counting underscore lights. And this is Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up.